You're listening to an episode of Your Nerdy Girlfriend Podcast, a podcast all about living the highs and the lows of your best nerdy life. I'm your host, Jazzy, and I hope you're having a wonderful Thursday. Hello, and welcome back, everybody. It is another Your Nerdy Girlfriend Podcast Thursday. Yeah. And today we are talking about the iconic and the coolest and the most visually pleasing movie that has come out this past week. Yes, we're talking about Cruella, baby. Oh my gosh. Wow. I am so excited to be talking about this movie with my dear friend, Kennedy. I cannot wait for you guys to sit down and just rap about this movie with us as we talk about our favorite parts, the things we liked, um, the things we also did not like, and the things that we felt like, mm, eh, okay. Um, make sure you check out um, Kennedy on um, TikTok as... Captain Knuckles, <laughs> Flapjack, <laughs> I love it. Kennedy's super dope, talks about stuff like this all the time. So I just had to have them on my show to talk about this movie because we have some thoughts. And you guys know when your girl has some thoughts, it must be talked about. So I'm so glad that you get to be here for this um, awesome review of the Cruella movie. Welcome to the Your Nerdy Girlfriend podcast, where we talk about all things nerdy, and I give my opinion on things that people did not ask for. So yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you for having me. Oh my gosh. Okay. So today we're talking about the Cruella movie. Um, Mm -hmm. This movie is a hot topic on everyone's minds, and I've seen so many new Cruella cosplays lately, and just all that chiz. And as someone who Cruella is her favorite Disney villain, I might be a little biased here, y'all, but I've always loved her. I uh, was super excited and also nervous to watch this movie. Really? Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know. I like. I sort of like where they were going. I think it was a. I think it was cute. But it, for Disney, I think they wanted to pull a Maleficent. I could see that. I could see that because I feel as though um, with these villain movies, Disney are trying to say like, there's a reason this villain is the way they are. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And and allowing there to be some like deep, dark, mysterious reason as to why villains are the way they are. When you have people like Ted Bundy, who was just a serial killer because he was a serial killer. There's no backstory. There's no terrible upbringing. He's just a serial killer. So That's true. That is true. Can we talk about how many times we've had a Ted Bundy remake? Oh, my God. <laughs> I know. I'm like, why are people so obsessed with this um, serial killer that you can find no reason to empathize with? Like, I, I absolutely will never understand serial killer fan base culture. Sorry if I'm offending anybody, but it's weird. I'm sorry. I can't get that kink. I don't understand it. That hurt my little heart. I love murder documentaries. <laughs> I like I murders. Like I like the documentaries. I just don't want to fuck Ted Bundy. <laughs> it's just weird to me because they'll sit up there and be like, oh my God, he's so hot. And you're just like, he looks like Wayne <laughs> from The Office. What is the reason? Right? 
right it's like with the night stalker too i just don't understand the whole obsession like when american horror story did that whole thing for i think 1984 Mm -hmm. oh many people were like yes this is our representation that we wanted he's a killer ew ah so gross so fucking gross that's why i liked hotel a lot more because in hotel they like basically showed that there was like no redemption arc this guy was just killing people like he was just killing there's no Always. reason why there's no reason. there's no reason why he just killed people yes like ew okay <laughs> like and then they all were at the table including the night stalker exactly and they all talked about how they just killed to kill it was fun it that was, was it like... and people were like yes the fan club it's like i forget i think they have the world's hottest criminals would probably for them would be charles manson uh, Ted Bundy and then the Night Stalker. I forgot his whole name. I don't want to butcher it. But they always have him on there. Yeah, <laughs> so gross. Yeah, so gross. I'm sorry. I, I couldn't, I cannot, I can I don't see it. Um, but um, if you if you're interested in that, I don't know if you've seen like um this that haunted show on Netflix where the guy like goes and travels to um different places around the world that are quote unquote like haunted or does different haunted or different types of like spiritual experiences but one of the things he does is I think he goes on a Jeffrey Dahmer like um ghost tour and he literally got up and left the tour because the girls were just being creepy and he's like no I'm not doing this this were they they, the question is were they for them to be doing all this were they <laughs> we, don't have to say. we don't want to offend people but we have to ask it's yes i like to go yes. on the haunted the haunted tours you know yes they uh, were and it was it was very problematic i couldn't even sit through it i was about to just watch the next episode until he just left i was like please leave this is disturbing of course. <laughs> also Dahmer was gay so there's that but anyway oh, oh god <laughs> that's true i forgot about that i was like okay <laughs> I don't know, but I was like, you know, just like, I loved like the, the evolution of who Cruella was, because like, if you look at the movie, The 101 Dalmatians, there's really no true backstory to who Cruella is. She's literally just known as Anita's friend from school. That's true. That is so true. I was wondering, I was like, oh, okay. She's Anita's friend, girl boss friend. And then we were like, um um that's not right <laughs> yeah and then she's like she she she's literally her only like character um defining characteristics are she's she's aggressive she's rich she's anita's friend and she hates roger she thinks roger's stupid like she oh, doesn't she like hated him. roger and so roger. like in the original cartoon that's like she just she could not stand the man and so um then you have like the more depictions of her we get um especially in like um once upon a time, that where, was the best like, They changed like everything, and they're like, "Okay, we're gonna make her just like a little bit different storyline, completely different, but you're still gonna get the same Cruella." And she was such a diva. And once upon a time, I was here for every bit of it. <laughs> I love that show. My friend got me onto that, and I was like, "I'm here for it." I slowly was like, "Ah," but then it slowly started. Like when they started introducing the villains, I was like, "Yes." Like, I think that she did a, the, their version of Cruella was very much fantastic because they had already had experience with telling the villain side of the story 
without making the villain's side of the story as in like a redemption arc. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like once upon a time was able to tell us their sides of the story and not be like, this is why you should love this character. No, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> they still <laughs> tried to do that shit. Like they still, like the evil queen still tried to kill Snow White. Now granted, I get it, but she still tried to kill Snow White. Mm-hmm. Like when they brought in the villainesses, I was like, yes. We have Maleficent, we have Ursula, we have yeah. Cruella, and they yeah. did it well. Like I love how they still. For my thing about Cruella, I don't, I don't, I don't. Do I have a favorite Disney villain? No, I don't think I do. I'm <laughs> not like that. I'm gonna be honest, but I think how they actually played it off was pretty good. Like, and with the new tie-in with um, Cruella's son, like I like how they kind of reinvented her, especially in Descendants three. Yeah, I wanted to watch it, but my nephew, my niece are young, so they were like, "Let's watch it. Let's give it a try." You I know the the movie dropped on his birthday. They on, did on Cameron so Boyce's cute. birthday. Yeah, because you That's know, so like it's like rest in peace. But um, it dropped on his birthday. So like I was like, did they do that on purpose? Because he played Cruella's son. We're just gonna be like, oh, May twenty eighth, Cruella. Like I feel like Disney did that on purpose. They just didn't announce it. Because that would be a, that's that's a sweet sentiment that they did. Because that was so cute, yeah. and I also liked how they included. For me, this was a pretty cool idea that they had Cruella's mom black. I think the father would have been white. Cameron is basically, he's light-skinned. Mm-hmm. So mixed. So I think that was a really cool aspect, especially with her color, black, white, and red. That was a pretty, probably overthinking it. But that was- But really no, but that, but you that. know, Disney starts to, they do, they pay attention to that because even if you look in Descendants, um, Audrey is biracial mm-hmm. the, because um, Sleeping Beauty is black. And her, all you see is, um, all you see is Sleeping Beauty and Audrey's like her great granddaughter, but she's black or whatever. And so like, you see like, um, that they do pay attention to stuff like that in that, in that series. And I thought like, wow, Disney, like amazing. It's of everything. It really thinks of everything. <laughs> yeah. I got a lot of hate for my Audrey cosplay. A lot of what? hate. Oh my goodness. <laughs> and I was like, yeah. wait, she's black. Why are y'all so mean? I think with how like I feel horrible for black cosplayers who want to do or Disney cosplayers who really want to like put their own spin and their own detail on Disney characters and of course some of the fandoms and some of the Disney adults come after y'all it's not fair it's not fair for y'all it's that and it's anime people just will not let black cosplayers create in these spaces and it is super frustrating because it's like let them just let them be great let them be great. Oh, Why can't they be great? I think one black cosplayer that I really appreciate was Anarchy. I've oh, like never, Anarchy. I've never really seen a girl like my skin color to be cosplaying and stuff like that. I was Belle like when I was eight, and I remember nobody was like Belle's not black, and now we're getting a whole black princess. It's so true, and it's absolutely it's and and she is such a huge part of cosplay even though she doesn't even realize it because of things like that you know what i'm saying and i i absolutely i absolutely love that like the rise of tiktok creating more black cosplayers i'm actually going to do a youtube video on this because tiktok has definitely changed the face of cosplay and i am absolutely here for it but we have not spoken about like the most lunatic and psychotic cruella glenn close 
Glenn, <laughs> I'm mad they didn't. Uh, I I don't know. I'm mad that they didn't give her the time of day to be like, hey, do you want to play this character again? I'm really upset they didn't do that. They didn't think about that. I think it would have been a great idea if um older because Glenn Close is older. If Glenn Close had played um the Baroness, I think that would have been a really unique idea um, oh, to do. Um, that, not that Emma Thompson didn't like eat that roll up no crumbs but I think it would have been a cute idea or uh, to give her some sort of role in the movie maybe in, in anywhere in the movie would have been an amazing thing to do because her Cruella was the only Cruella we knew for so long and she was so iconic that's true I think what they should have done like how Wonder Woman at the end will not spoil this for some people who haven't seen it they have the original Wonder Woman oh, they wow. hint at her yeah. but she, she like I re- I wish they would have done it like she had a character somewhere in the show somewhere in the movie where she was like an old school Cruella or she took Cruella's mantle because that would have made more sense if they included Glenn Close in some sort of fashion like not like um what is it Saul where they had like an apprentice or some sort and they take the mantle I just don't I feel like they should have included her in some way or some sort because she's alive she's kicking but she's just like well I did all <laughs> like this is one of my most iconic roles and it's like never mind y'all just (laughs) skipped over me that's not I was just like she she did such a great iconic role and she did I think she did amazing and especially my favorite is a a thousand not thousand 102 Dalmatians oh yeah that was good they put her through so much mental so much like slapstick humor I loved it it's such a, I mean, honestly, iconic. And I also loved about this movie was the blind casting because we have so much beef from people with a black aerial coming out. And now we have, um, who is it? Yara Shahidi that's going to be playing um, Tinkerbell now. So like we have like a black Tinkerbell, we have a black aerial and people are just like, how can you make this character black? But like Disney was like, hold my beer, black Anita. I, I feel like uh, Roger was- um what was Roger? Was he, um, was he, um, he's Afro. I think he's either, I think he's, he's African-American, not African-American. He's, um, black British. I forget and, from the, uh, um, Jasper was biracial. It was mm-hmm. like, it was like, hold my beer. You can change these characters and the story does not change. They're still the same characters. Exactly. For a black and white film or a movie about black and white dogs. Like people really expected this just to be black and white. Like, no. Especially during that time of England and London, especially around that time, like you weren't expecting, y'all thought it was just going to be white people. Y'all really thought? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. I was obsessed with the blind casting. I, I just, I love the way they did that because it really did open up that conversation for people because then now we can be like, well, look at this. This is fine. And they did the same thing when they did um, Lady and the Tramp, Disney blind casted instead mm-hmm. of... Um, focusing so much on trying to keep this story accurate to the times they were like biracial couple the end <laughs> it's like no and, problems right like and it was still a good movie and I absolutely mm-hmm. loved it and the movie still went the same I feel like we need more of that from Disney movies but we also need um more of like more people of color at Disney World as well um in Disneyland that is true I'm not really big on parks stuff like that like going to Disney World I am not a Disney adult but I know I know a good handful of things about Disney 
but I know they included a like a fifth key in their in their casting or not casting in their protocol. So now Disney workers can have tattoos, they can have colorful hair, they can wear African American more cast members can have their hair in the natural ways. I think that's a good step forward for Disney. Now people are probably gonna be upset because you know we got Splash Mountain. But I think, yeah, that's very, that's included. Like, we need more of that. Yes, exactly. Oh, my God. The costuming and the makeup in this movie and the visuals. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I loved it. The the queen dress, like, the dress she comes out on the taxi, that is my favorite dress. Mine was the train dress. Oh, <laughs> it was a a train of dresses. Like what? Iconic! I was obsessed. Oh my god! The costume designer was inspired by nineteen seventies like punk, which you can totally see throughout the entire like Cruella aesthetic. It was very punk and very just over exaggerated. Oh my god! Rebellion uh. and everything. I love how they didn't go too over the top, but I love that they had like subtle things about black and white and red and stuff like that. I loved it. I can see her true creativity coming out with this one. So I big props to the character design, especially to every fashion designers. I give so much props to them and the makeup too. It wasn't so harsh where people be like, uh, (laughs) yes, yes. We got rid of Cruella's green eyeshadow. No shade. Finally. We got rid of that (laughs) ugly, tacky green eyeshadow. And we said, we're just going to give this bitch a smoky eye, period. And, you know, they did, you know, they made, gave her, like, the higher cheekbones and the prosthetics or whatever, you know. But I feel as though the hair, oh, my God. Who was the wig stylist on this movie? Because they did the assignment. They understood it. (laughs) Yes. Yes. The hair. Oh, my God. Her hair was always amazing. So is um, Emma Thompson's hair, the Baroness. Like, oh, mm-hmm. my God. I loved how each of their fat, like, each time they changed the outfit, they included hair. And they even did a neat, like, I would have wanted to see more creativity from Anita's hair. Mm-hmm. But we can get what we get. <laughs> we can't be picky anymore. <laughs> it pick up a movie i thought that it was it was just creative even with um when she was walking into like the, the fashion store it was so much like i would assume walking into a high fashion store in the 1970s would look like like gorgeous uh everything about it like i i really felt like my dream for a store like i need to go here and buy all these clothes i like art store arts like the setting each setting or each place oh yes world building was really cute like you could see that there's a little bit of personality in each especially arts arts little store you could Mm -hmm. see his personality and then anita like you would see like how she's very structured ordered orderly likes Mm -hmm. to make sure things are on time each character designing but each outfit was so great and showed the characters the characters like um personalities just a little by little i love they took time and care for each costume because they could have thrown anything on they could have made her get like anita they could have put her on a wig i would have been mad i would have been upset too it would have I definitely would have been really pissed about that. I definitely would have tweeted Disney, like, what are we doing here? (laughs) They do that all the time. Remember the girls? Because in the 70s, we wore that fro loud and proud, okay? Exactly. In different ways, too. Afro puffs and all. I also really loved how they showed her evolution as a fashion designer. Mm -hmm. How her costumes were pretty much all over the place. She hadn't really had a voice in her fashion. 
And then slowly, as we see her turn into Cruella, her fashion finally has that voice that she was like looking for to create. Because, you know, every fashion designer has a voice. You, you can look at something and you can know it's Versace. You can know when it's Michael Kors. Like, I, you can tell that stuff. So to see her finally get her voice of this is Cruella was absolutely um, fantastic, especially the parachute dress. Oh my god, I love it! I love all that the dresses. Oh, so cute! I was like, wow. I made a small joke. I was like, wow, Gwen Stacy. We love growth. We love it. <laughs> 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 this wow. time she had a shoot, y'all. I can't. <laughs> I said, wow. We love growth. We love <laughs> that. Is hilarious. That's actually uh, where my <laughs> mind went as well. I'm not even gonna lie. I was but like. <laughs> I also, I loved how they showed more of her relationship with um, Horace and Jasper because their relationship, like in any other setting, never really made sense to me. I was like, why do these guys listen to her? Is she married to one of them? What is happening here? (laughs) I thought the chemistry between her and Jasper, like when, like with Glenn Close's, I don't know the guy's name who played Jasper from the original, like live action. I know he plays House though. But I was just like, uh, are they married? Hugh Laurie. Is she blackmailing him? I really thought she was married to, like, Horace's character. But then I was like, oh, okay. I, I kind of see now they're, like, opening a relationship. And I, knowing Disney, we're going to have to, we're going to envelop on that on, probably they're going to make a sequel to it. Knowing knowing Disney, they're going to make a, se- a sequel to Cruella. But we already know her ending. So it's kind of like, why make it? But they know the clothes, like everything from clothes and toys and fashion, they know they're about to hit the jackpot with this. Makeup, eyelashes. Oh, yeah. I already looked up profit. when this movie is going to be out on DVD. I said, I need the limited edition DVD. I need all the Funko Pops. Like, when is this out? When do I need to... Can I grab... I liked how Jasper gave Cruella some sort of humanity in this movie. That's true. I actually did. Even though I I promise you, I was like, how can you make a dog killer a human? Mm -hmm. (laughs) I was like, okay, seeing her relationship with Jasper and Horace was kind of like, okay, I see it. And you know, that kind of made me mad. The relationship she had with the dog. She didn't really develop on that, which I know is kind of weird. Disney gave her a dog but it's just like she when she changed she didn't talk to her dog anymore yeah the dalmatian so i was like oh i see maybe you know me trying to be a film critic she's ditching her old dingy ways for higher fashion no i was just like no it just didn't it didn't make sense to me yeah she did i noticed that like her relationship with the dogs it was just like no more after that and yet both of them tried to save her life so it's like both of them swoop in to help you mm-hmm. but like <laughs> Oh my god, Winky, so cute, so cute. A pop toy, and that's probably going to be a huge toy for kids. I need a Winky toy. I want Winky and Buddy. They're both so cute. They're so cute. You notice, like, Buddy starts to develop a closer relationship with Jasper, and you never really see him outside of with Jasper in um, the movie as she develops into the Corella personality that so is I've noticed true. that realized that because I was sitting there I was like the dog likes her the dog normally liked her and then you know how people like say dogs can realize or dogs can um sense people's good intentions or not I was like maybe that's it but then I sat there I was like that's CGI they ran out of budget because <laughs> mm. the way they animated the Dalmatians and Buddy it was just like nah there's no way there's no way they had enough money to to do all this even though yes it's Disney I was like no they would have had this dog everywhere yeah that's true i i like it, it was it was interesting and they thought we wouldn't notice but yeah 
we noticed as well as um them taking out Cruella's um famous cigarette from the movie I did look into this because they said Disney hasn't had smoking in their movie since um nine no since 2007 I think it is no more smoking in Disney movies really I didn't think that but I remember I was like she's not smoking that was the yeah. thing for like for uh, once upon a time she was a huge smoker yeah they um they got rid of it in their movies and um Emma said that she didn't want to promote smoking anyway really like yeah <laughs> that's so interesting I, I was sitting there I was like she's missing something and then I watched yeah. once upon a time I said that famous cigarette lighter yeah and then but you know Roger smokes a pipe throughout the movie too like through the original movie like Roger smokes too and you didn't see Roger smoking out of a pipe They're trying- okay they, they just did just eliminate the smoking <laughs> They said, no, we're not smoking at all this year. Nope. Nope. I did not know. I was really sitting here. That's what it was. I was like, something feels off about this Cruella. Yes. Yes. You're just expecting her to smoke. Because I was looking at once upon a time, I was like, her smoking was a big deal for her because she used it as like mind control versus... Versus like Emma Stone, I was like, oh, okay, I, I kind of see it. She's healthier, this version. She's a healthier version somewhat. I also liked um, how Emma Stone played it with the posture change and everything so that there was like a clear distinction between who was talking. Was it Cruella or Stella? I, I like that. <laughs> see, this is what I'm talking about. I'm not a film critic. So when I see like subtle things, when you point it out to me, I'm like, I'm gonna go watch this again. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. You're going to be like, oh, my God. It makes I didn't much even more... see that. I'd, that's, actually a, that's actually a good point that you just made. Because <laughs> whenever she was like, oh, it's Cruella, and then it's Stella, I was like, okay, I guess we're... I guess we're, we're we're Cruella now. All right, we're on board. It's 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 that huge distinction that allowed um, the Baroness not to tell the difference between Cruella and Estella, like to not see that they were the same person until like it was time for her to see that they were the same person. And I thought that was very interesting, like a couple of things, like a different way of talking and a posture change and a personality twist, and she can't tell the difference. I'm like, wow. <laughs> intriguing because i was sitting there i was like how do you not it's like a not a batman situation but it's like superman where you like you take off the glass and you're like oh my god it's Clark Kent." exactly exactly <laughs> and my, my sister said the same thing i was so mad i was like she has to know that this is that girl who else would right <laughs> my sister's like yeah there's no way i'm like i promise you she doesn't know and she did and then she didn't know and she's like what I'm like it's the personality change like you know she's not seeing her she doesn't see estella when she looks at her she sees like a really great designer that works for her. You know what I mean? She's not putting two and two together. She doesn't pay attention that much. That is true. Because I was so, yeah. like, hmm. She doesn't see, because now that you mentioned it, like whenever she's sewing, she's kind of disheveled. She's kind of like disorganized. When mm-hmm. she gets confidence, when she was trying to have like a plan or something, she's like, oh yeah, I'm going to take her down. I'm going to take her out. All of us, wait, wait. wait. <laughs> you can actually tell with this whole movie that everybody has good chemistry nobody's awkward with each other whereas when emma's talking to jasper's i almost said gasper jasper's (laughs) you can tell that he actually genuinely like they both like to be around each other it's not that weird hesitant feeling where you're like will they won't they no you can actually feel like there's warmth to her Mm -hmm. character and that she's not cold and articulated and stuff like that. Like, they've all, like, spent time together. I felt like it was a great job of, like, the best actors for the role got hired 
mm-hmm. not everything else. And that goes back to blind casting. We just hired who was best for the role. And to me, that can make all the difference because then you have everybody who came to do this movie understood the assignment. So they were all like, okay, cool, exactly what we're doing. And we're going to make the best movie possible. And you're immediately, you're blown away by something that's so interesting and it's so different and creative in, on Disney's part, which I absolutely love. I and agree. she succeeded. Yes, I'm, I'm proud of Emma. She's come a long way since Super Bad. She's come a long way. And I'm glad that she, I hope she feels proud of herself. She did the most, like I'd say for the characters, they did the most that they can. The story, I think I could have, it could have been a little, worked a little bit more. Mm-hmm. But she worked with what she got. It was dumb that she was killed by Dalmatians. Mm-hmm. But I was like, mm-hmm. but it makes sense in a way because it was um, something that she was thinking, she wasn't like thinking, she was thinking fast about, but like also it was in a way that Estella wouldn't have seen what killed her mom. She would have just, you know what I mean? Like it was something so easily do, cause then she wouldn't have had to kill her herself. So then the Baroness's like conscience was clear and everything, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So it was, it was an interesting way of doing it. But I did see that tweet going around where it says, oh, cool. I can't wait to see the Ursula movie where Ursula's mom was killed by a pair of legs. And <laughs> I just, like, <laughs> it's like, I get it. But I feel like Disney thought they were being like super clever with that. Would I have killed her mom that way? Probably not. But I think that was the writers thinking like, what if she's killed by some Dalmatians or trying to be clever or whatever. And that's what we ended up with. But I did like how in a, it took seeing the whistle for um, Estella to realize that's what killed her mom. Like it's, to me, it was very, it was, it was clever, but I feel like if they went deeper, they could have found a better way to do that. But I don't know. I think what got me on Twitter was somebody said it's like a Dangon Rumpa <laughs> execution <laughs> with the music over it. Twitter went off about this movie. Twitter, That's all I'm gonna say. Like, y'all literally had us. I feel like in the beginning, I thought that the Dalmatians killing her mother was gonna fuel her hate for Dalmatians. And then I just got none of that. And I was like, oh. Thank you. Well, then why did we do this? It's the same when they were like, oh, because you know, Cruella is known for like, the Dalmatian coat. She literally said, "Oh, they make a nice coat." Oh no, I use faux fur. Wh- what? Cool. Yes. Fur? Yes. Do y'all not remember the sequel where she had a whole room filled to the brim with just exotic furs that were from live animals? That made no sense to me. No sense to me. So I can't wait. I'm hoping that with the way that the movie ended, you know, with Roger getting Pongo and Anita getting Perdita that it opens up the room for us to get um, more of a Cruella story where we see her become like the high fashion mogul and um, villainess and stop seeing her in this like heroic light in a way. I'm very excited to see Cruella in a villainous light. So I'm hoping that they do. There were talks of them doing a single um, sequel words and they also like they opened it up, you know, towards the end of the movie that there's so much room for a sequel. So I'm hoping that there is one where we see what turned her into an ugly monster that she was that we know and we love. I didn't even think they were going to do a sequel. I thought it was just like dead and d- dead and done, like the casket's gone. But then I realized it's Disney. <laughs> 
it's Disney. They're gonna they're gonna do another another sequel. But thank you so much for coming on to the show and talking to us about the movie Cruella. If anybody hasn't watched it yet, it's out on Disney Plus. You have to get Premiere Plus, but it's totally worth it. If not, you can go see it in theaters where your mask be safe. Thank you so much for talking to me. I hope that you had fun on the little podcast. I did. I had so much fun. So through all this, um, I guess our conclusion would be that the movie was good. The movie was visually interesting. The movie was creative. The movie was really fun. And the movie is something that if you have not watched, make sure you check it out on Disney+. Plus. But if you haven't watched it, I'd love to know your thoughts about the movie. Make sure that you hit me up on Instagram. You can hit me in the DMs or you can hit me up right here on Anchor or um, any other way um, to let me know your thoughts. I actually really love to hear them. This um, movie was something a little different that Disney's done with their live action films. It did give a lot of Maleficent vibes, but I feel as though, since I might be a little biased, because Cruella is my favorite, but I absolutely loved where they went with this movie. And even though the story wasn't all the way there, I'm just, I'm, I'm here for it. So I definitely want to hear your guys' thoughts. Make sure you check out Instagram at Your Nerdy Girlfriend. Let me know your thoughts. And I hope you guys enjoy the rest of your Thursday, and I will see you next time. Thank you for joining us this week on Your Nerdy Girlfriend podcast. Make sure to check us out at Your Nerdy Girlfriend on Instagram to vote on episode topics and to have your voice heard in our What Are You People Saying segment where I answer your questions. Make sure to leave us a review on iTunes. And if you like what you've heard, make sure you share with others. Thanks for listening. See you guys next Thursday.